right, babe. Time to talk about stories of hope. New show we're doing so that we don't have to plan anything. We can have other people do it for us. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds good. Let's get into that. Before we jump into today's episode, we just wanted to share a few things with you. First, we'd like you to like this episode and then subscribe to our podcast. If you're doing that on YouTube, also hit the bell notification so that you know when we post anything new and then share this with somebody that you feel like would be this would be beneficial for. That's right. If you would like to support our show further, uh, we would welcome that. You are welcome to do that at anchor.fm slash marriage by design to check out your options for supporting the program financially. Otherwise, guys, the links to our social media are always in the description of every video, so feel free to check those out there. And now, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. I'm Nate Warnock. I'm Andrea Warnock. And this is a new show that we're doing on the podcast. You will notice these two much better looking than me, anyway, uh, folks that we have in. We're, we're starting a new series this season three called Stories of Hope. And what we want to do is use this time to celebrate the things that we believe God celebrates about marriage, about family. And we wanted to start with uh, a couple that um, was really intentional in the way that they dated, in the way that they thought about marriage on the front end. Um, If you've seen Andrea and, and my story, if you haven't, scroll all the way down to the beginning of the podcast and you will see our story it will be the one that the episodes are on fire um, because that's pretty much what our marriage was and uh so you know we have andrew and i have one of those testimonies of what happens when you do everything wrong and so often those are the stories that get celebrated but i believe that there's a huge celebration that the lord has for folks that were intentional to not light their relationship on fire Um, And so we wanted to come with a couple who can share a little bit about what it looks like to be intentional in your relationship from the onset. Um, So, uh, Jake, Becca, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Appreciate that. So um, maybe start with just a little bit about who you are and what your relationships look like, how long you guys have been married uh you're married right yes okay uh good they're wandering in front of our house and we just told them to come in and it's been really good no we've known uh shoot jake how long have you and i known each other now over a decade maybe over so a decade, decade yeah. that's gotta be right yeah Pr- pretty soon after yeah god put the fire out on our marriage you yeah. and i got connected so i uh, went to church together for a long long time uh, becca has did uh, you with us and um have served co-labored in marriage ministry with uh, jake and becca over the years and just so blessed by their story and thrilled to be able to to let them share it with y'all so uh, without further ado go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, yourselves and your marriage and, yeah and all that yeah so jake and becca Preer, uh coming up on seven years of marriage mm-hmm. in april uh, not March. Not March. <laughs> we were just debating that. Yeah. Uh, we have two daughters um, that are five, soon to be six, and two that'll be, that one will be um, three in a couple months. Crazy. Yeah. Time mm-hmm. flies. Anything else I forget? Uh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. I've never yeah. done a podcast, so prepare yourselves. 
Oh, you're doing it now. <laughs> you are knee deep in it. So, uh, how old were you guys when you met? Met? Met, met more yeah. than just like. No, well, like we've when yeah. Can't can't remember. Remember. Well, yeah, we, we have seven and a half years difference between the two of us. She's obviously the older one. Yeah. Right. Um, Turns sixteen <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, I was twenty-eight, <laughs> and you were twenty-one. Something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes, I was twenty-one. Yeah, and then we uh, dated for nine months. A no, year. a year, and then we were engaged for nine months. Gotcha. And then got married. So in total, a year and nine months between the time yeah. you met romantically yeah. and yes. the time you got married. And did you, when you got into a dating relationship, was it like a formal like, hey, we're in a dating relationship, or was it like a hey, let's meet for coffee, or you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how formal was it on the outset? Well, ironically, our first date was. Let's grab a coffee. Yeah, grab coffee. Yeah. Sure. But, um, sure. so... That is Christian first date. Yeah, I know, That's right? what <laughs> Yes, yeah. 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 Um, but it was pretty, I mean, I think it was pretty, we, like, we're kind of talking for a couple of weeks, because I lived in Lincoln at the time, I was going to school, and Jake was in Omaha, um, so we texted or talked for a little bit, like, two weeks, and then went on a date, and then it was... I don't know, did we ever have a discussion of, like, oh, we're exclusively dating, or do we no. kind of just both... Yeah, I think that's our natural tendency is if we're talking to somebody, we're exclusive. Yeah, both of us are pretty, like, seriously. I mean, not, like, boring. I, I don't think I'm boring, but um, <laughs> but we're not, like, I wasn't, like, dating around or you weren't dating around, really. And um, so it was pretty, like, serious from the get-go. And when I first saw it, we met up at church. Long story, we don't have to get into all that. But, um and I saw him from across the lobby, and my first thought was, I might marry this guy. And then I was like, yeah, that's ah, crap. <laughs> because, I, because I was like, I had... What's wrong with my thoughts? Yeah. No, I literally was like, newly had come back to the Lord, and um, I was panicking. So our first conversation was pretty awkward. Very Because bad. he didn't know that I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was... Yeah, well. that, so, so tell me, you alluded to... Like pre prior to prior to prior, <laughs> how, how was your how did you look at dating different? Right? Did you date around much? Did you not really were you not really into the dating thing? I mean, what? Because I know you came back to the Lord prior shortly to before that. Mm -hmm. So what what was your mindset like with him versus previous relationships? Um, I didn't date around a lot. Um, I just didn't really have the patience for it. Like mm -hmm. doing something that. Cause I'm really not a good, and I mean, it's not in like a flatter myself way, but like, I can't, I'm not a good liar. Like I can't do things that I don't believe in, um, to a fault. And sometimes Jake's like, give me more compliments. I'm like, I don't feel like it. And I can't lie. <laughs> so, um, okay. it doesn't always work out, but like, so I didn't really, um, I couldn't really date around much because like, if I wasn't feeling it, I'm like, no, I'm this, is, this isn't going anywhere. Why am I wasting Goodbye. my time? Yeah. Um, but I feel like I was pretty... Uh, I don't know. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to date you if I didn't think that maybe we'd get married. Mm -hmm. And that was that. Yeah, I think the only thing for her, for her that maybe changed was because she was newly back with the Lord. Might have changed the parameters of relationships and like um, that, that's just a whole other dynamic sure. that goes into it. Like I mean, your previous relationship wasn't quite sure. Like that. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, we can call a spade a spade. Like, 
you wanted to be more pure than I did when we first were dating. That was the dynamic we had to deal with. So I was like, what the heck? Because I was still in college. And, you know, so that was something that was probably the the last stronghold of like casual dating. Yeah. That kind of carried over into our relationship for me. So what did that conversation look like? So, yeah, what did that conversation look like for you with one of you maybe maybe having physical boundaries that were different than another and how did you come to even ground on that uh i think that ha- that conversation happened fairly early yeah um i mean my my past is very much the same as hers it was just a little bit further back because i was a little bit further you're old. I, i'm old right and i was a little bit further so in my new relationship with the lord as well sure. so i kind of i'd been in a few relationships where we had i'd already set those sort of boundaries with previous girlfriends and so um I wanted to make it, like when we had that discussion, I wanted to make it very clear, like this is just, mm-hmm. this is a deal breaker that mm-hmm. I want to do it the right way. I've screwed it up so many times before. And so just setting that boundary before we got started and I'd say it was a fairly straightforward conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think we probably, we had more arguments about it when we were engaged, I think. Because I was like, <laughs> I know that we're committed, like it's fine. And yeah. he's like... Get away yeah. from me, woman. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't get any easier, uh, abs- you know, just yeah. abstaining sure. Through, sure. through that time frame. Sure. Um, but uh, I'd love to say that, like, the, it was an altruistic uh, reason for doing it. Like, oh, I love the Lord so much, and I just want to honor him. Like, that is a component of it. But sure. probably more so, it's like, from my, I come from a divorced parents, and so uh, I personally truly believe that you know the lord has the best plan in, in place and like whatever mm-hmm. he says probably makes the most sense and can work out the best and so although my flesh says well this can be my wife we could probably do it sooner than marriage i'm just like okay wait no no that's like a total right. trick right don't fall for it you're getting married soon and so sure just, just blinders until marriage yeah, that's great. so how would you recommend because this is for dating and engaged couples, this is it comes These back to this yeah. time and time and time and time yeah. again. So how do how would you advise a young couple to have this conversation? Uh, stick to the to the yeah. commitment because at least within Christian circles, there's a lot of couples that are like, "This is what we're gonna do mm-hmm. until later tonight, and then yeah. we'll recommit to it tomorrow." Yeah. So how do we? How do you? How would you advise them to set boundaries and stick to that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think just practically, like my, my mom's favorite saying when I was in high school was nothing good happens after 10 p.m. <laughs> and truly, oh, like, I can't, I got the midnight when I was in, I was in high school. Your parents well, are obviously yeah, That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think in her context, it was usually like we were having emotional conversations and I was freaking out. Nothing good happens after 10 p.m., honey. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But the same goes for, for sex and avoiding sex, like... I can't think of a one time that we were like close to breaking our boundary that wasn't nighttime. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so practically like don't be, don't pray to get, Oh, we're just going to pray. We want to cuddle. We want to watch this movie. I don't want to leave yet. No. Like if you don't want to have sex with each other before marriage, you want to honor that boundary. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cut and dry. It doesn't, I think, and this is a pet peeve of mine. And I think, um, it's very easy in Christian circles to like 
get too deep with everything. Like everything's so spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like we want to talk about it. We want to really mm-hmm. respect you. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but like, let's just, it doesn't have to be complicated. Don't hang out alone at night when there's no accountability. Yep. Don't put yourself in situations where you're alone and you're very, very emotionally vulnerable with mm-hmm. each other because especially for the ladies, like, oh, oh, he hears me. He knows my heart. I just, oh, you know. And the guy's sure. like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, I like, we make, it, we make it so complicated sure. and, and so, like, it's like, no, just, like, date each other. Have fun. Like, mm. go out in public and get to know each yeah. other and do fun things together. It doesn't have to be, like, this really serious, like, thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I, one of the things that always stood out, stood out to me was uh, a good friend of ours, Pastor Ty Shenzel, uh, used to say, know your answer before the question's asked. Mm-hmm. And so before we get into a situation of 11 p.m. or we're watching a movie, it's like, I already know where this is likely to go. So my answer is, we're not going to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Or mm-hmm. like, hey, alarm is set till 10 p.m. and then you got to mm-hmm. leave. We're not you know? leaving the DVD titles on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just, and also knowing like, yeah. what is, what are the easy tripping points? Like, uh, that the enemy's gonna po- poke because he knows that like if if mm-hmm. uh, we want to watch a movie super easy way to f- stumble into sin and mm-hmm. so we just like knew we just don't do certain things because we know these are like slippery slopes for us got it and I would also just encourage couples that are dating I feel like it's been around you know as long as people were people and they want to have sex with each other it's just, you know um, not a new conversation but I feel like especially now there's a lot of talk about you know, like, you want to know if you have chemistry and, like, how do you know, like, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just physical. And one, it isn't just physical. It is a big deal. You create a soul tie with someone. And you, until you make that commitment at the altar, there's no guarantee that that person Mm -hmm. is going to stay with you. No guarantee. They're not bound to you because, like, they haven't made that covenant. So, like, and I would just encourage the women, like, anyone watching this, like, if he has not put a ring on your finger, there's no accountability. Ultimately, there sure. should be. He should be a man, of, like man of God, and keep his word and blah blah. But like, that's that's you have to like protect yourself and protect your heart and your body and like. So anyway, but also, oh crap, I forgot. While you're thinking about it, I would add too. Statistically, living together and mm-hmm. sex before you're married are almost to a T, yeah. contributing factors in yeah. divorce. Like, the divorce rate skyrockets yeah. if you just do those two things. Have sex together before you're married and live together yeah, before you're married. And it's almost like God had a plan. Right. Right. Surprise, surprise. Right. Uh, and I, think, I really I think practically part of that reason is, ladies, don't... If, if he says he's a Christian, he's also telling you he really doesn't care that much about God's best for your life. Mm-hmm. Because... That's clearly God's best for your life. It's now statistically supported outside of the Bible, yeah. and it's the Word of God. To say, just don't, don't do this. Don't do it. Um, so, you don't probably want to be with a guy that's like, well, it's not always that way either. It's not always the guy like, or the, right, yeah. or either way. I mean, either way. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to be. You don't want to be. <laughs> Rebecca stated. Yeah. That's right. You know, <laughs> right. That's right. That's Hold right. On. So I think oh. she remembered. Yes, I did oh, remember. Please, I was yeah, say, go. No, I was also going to say like. Ultimately, if you are dating this person because with the intention of marriage, yeah, sex is fun, but you're not missing out on that much before you have the rest of your life together. Like, really, it's not, 
such a good point. Yeah. Like, it's great. Yeah, it's, everyone loves sex because everyone has it. Great. But, like, it's not a make-or-break deal for spending time with your future spouse that you have how many thousands of hours to do things other than sex with? Like, right. let's do all those other things right. when you're dating. Right. Like, right. and I, I guess, I think when we were, when we were dating, I would kind of get a chip on my shoulder, you know, because of other, you know, because you assign your worth to your, yeah. your physical attributes. I'm like, oh, you do not think I'm, whatever. Yeah. But looking back, I'm like, I, like, I, we, I, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wouldn't have been worth it. Yeah. Like it's not like you're not missing out on this essential component of right. being with your. Yeah. Your Do you know partner. if you have chemistry without having sex? Yeah. You right. Know, you know God can bring that together without having. Yeah. You don't have to. What's the What's the phrase? You don't have to. Drive the car before you buy it. Yeah, or try the milk <laughs> before you buy the cow. Whatever. Whatever the right. phrases yeah. are, you know. Yeah, well, and so much, so much of chemistry is knowing your spouse, learning your spouse, loving right. your spouse. That's like, it. Yeah. it's not this. I think there's this lie in, in society that it's like this elusive physical thing that you just have to spark with someone. Like that's part of it, but mm-hmm. what makes a good marriage and sex life is intimacy emotionally yeah, and right. like yeah. learning your spouse, not right. this like spark that you see in movies. It's right. kind of a Hollywood. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. you said. Is right. It's a Hollywoodized. Um, Thing. And if, you know, if you guys feel like you don't have a lot of chemistry, then you should practice more. Um, so, <laughs> that's my advice. True. If, oh, for married couples. Yeah, I was married like, couples. wait, I thought so we were talking you, about no, once, you're, once you're married. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's the thing, is like, uh, the, if the first time Michael Jordan ever picked up a basketball as a teenager, he was like, well, I better try this sport before I work hard at it, he wouldn't have been Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because nobody's good the first time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so... Rather than using that as an excuse to do what we want to do, mm. let's commit to the fact that we're it's probably not going to be great at first, all that I want it to be, and that, that will grow over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just the sex, but the intimacy within, yeah. right. within marriage. So. So, you, so you guys were intentional, not just with your sex life or lack thereof before marriage, but with other things too. So mm-hmm. tell us what, you, what that looked like. What kind of things did you do to prepare for marriage? I mean, one of the big things, I'm sort of jumping ahead uh, in our timeline, but one of the big things was going through heart care, you know. Um, so heart care, I'm sure you've talked about it on the podcast before, but is, uh, is built for essentially intensive care for uh, marriages on the rocks. And so they had sort of applied it to premarital as well, uh, prescribing it before you get to, you know, before you have the ailment of, of going through divorce. And so we went through that and... That really, I mean, we, you know, we were together for a year and nine months or a year and six months at that point. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about a lot. Like we had, un, we turned over every rocks, like deepest secrets and regrets mm-hmm. and like good, bad and ugly. And that time of just being able to talk through things in our life was so yeah. helpful. Yeah. Like to know that my wife fully knows me in mm-hmm. every good, bad and ugly thing. And I know everything about her mm-hmm. and now we can just be one together right. and i think that was super helpful to yeah. really do that on the front end of let's do all the hard discussions and the hard work before we get married because it's gonna be harder to have those discussions after you've said that's i right. do mm-hmm. yeah and we right. haven't had a single hard day since <laughs> that's that's really the key i feel like that's just we got it all out of the way now every day is just it's, great yeah you know uh, the, the 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 applicable thing 
here if you're watching or listening to this is probably best to include other people yes. yeah. in your dating and engagement life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But so often it's sort of this like, well, it's the two of us and we're dating. I want to marry her. Will you marry me? Yeah. Yes, I'll marry you. Now we're engaged and we, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And meanwhile, what makes it worse is everyone around you is celebrating you and wanting you to tell the story of the engagement and doing all the things. And no one's going, well, can I rattle your cage a little bit Yeah, um, as a couple ahead mm-hmm. of time? And so heart care is a great avenue for this. But really just having a couple who has a marriage that you want to yeah, have sometime sure. down the road that you can give license to really. Like, really ask us the difficult questions. Where are you guys at physically? Yeah. Right? Where are you at emotionally? Do you, or have you, are you connecting emotionally? Mm-hmm. Have you talked about children? Have you mm-hmm. talked about your future together? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? What do you believe the Lord wants for your marriage? These kinds of things that are more than like, I played football in high school <laughs> and, you know, those types of things. Because yeah. we do. When we date, we talk about a lot of those mm-hmm. things. But we don't necessarily talk about the heart yeah. care things, yeah. which are like the, what, what are the things that really hurt, have hurt me at a heart level, right? Do I have daddy issues? Spoiler, yes. Yeah. Everybody has daddy and mommy issues. We all have them. But we don't talk about them because as we get older, we go, well, yeah, my dad hurt me when I was a little kid, but I was little. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm over that. Right. Or the Christianese is, I've forgiven him. <laughs> As if that means it, those hurts don't exist. There's no repercussions Right, ever. Right. Yeah. right. Um, so having an avenue to share those is really important. That's, that's, thanks for sharing that. Because yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really good. That's really good. Um, so how long in that first year, Jake, was it before you went, okay, I, I think I'm going to marry this girl? Uh, it was probably eight or nine months for me. Eight or nine months from, and I know you shared, like, you had that thought of, I could marry him, Mm -hmm. but how far along in that process were you were like, if he asked me, I'd marry him? Oh, so, So, I have two answers. Okay. My, I think I'm going to marry this person, probably like three months. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's when I told him I loved him, very awkwardly, at (laughs) kitchen table downtown. I said, thank you. And he just said, (laughs) stop it, you said, I did, but I was more of a joke. It was kind of, because I knew... Because we, because we had talked about a lot, I mean, we talked about way more in heart care when we were engaged, but we had talked about a lot of our past and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and I knew that it was going to be hard for him to express that because of his past, and mm-hmm. I, so I was like, uh, um, uh, I, I, I know you're not going to say it back, and it's totally okay, it's totally fine, I'm not going to say it all the time, I don't want to freak you out, and I was just like talking a mile yeah. a minute, and then I said it, and he was like, thank you. <laughs> Just to like break the ice. To break, yeah, because yeah, like, I was like sweating through my shirt. I knew like, she was, was say it. Yeah, yeah, you totally like yeah, because I asked you out to lunch during the work week. Yeah, and, like come on. That's great. Really smooth. That's great. All right, so three <laughs> months for so the maybe funny. for yeah. the then, for the I think I'm going to, but it took. I mean, probably until like about when you said it back. Yeah. Like that was when I started. Like okay, I would say yes because I was still like. I knew that that was going to happen. Like, I had this gut feeling, but I was still, like, nervous and didn't know how to yeah. commit. Yeah. Because I, and, and to give a second answer, I had known about Becca because I, you know, I worked with her father, Al, for years before I actually met her. And just in conversations with Al and his wife, Gail, and, like, I'd heard about Becca and, like, uh, and I, I'll admit I stalked her on Facebook to figure out, like, who she is. <laughs> So like, great. I had a sense years before we met, like, 
if we ever met, if we ever talked, I feel like we'd have a good connection. Now, if we would ever get married, I have no clue. But I was sure. like, I, if there was ever a chance where the Lord would, can, you know, mm-hmm. bring our past together, I think it could work. But it was, yes, eight, nine months before I was like, this girl is definitely the girl I love and I want to mm-hmm. marry. Mm-hmm. That's good. So when that happened, what changed, did anything change in the way you treated the relationship? The way you guys dated, the way, the conversations you had, any of that? Or was it all just kind of internal and you kept doing things the way you were doing them? Gosh, I, I, I don't know if anything changed much because we, like she had said, we had we'd gone into it with the intention of if I'm doing this, it's because I see something in the in the way of marriage. Sure. And so, I think we'd always intent made it intentional from the very get go. Um, and like you said, we'd surround ourselves with people who'd done it right. Mm. And so we said, mm-hmm. okay, they're a model, and I obviously needed it because I didn't come from that. I mean, my parents are now uh, both happily married. Um, to my um, step parents, but I didn't have that, and so sure. having you know her parents as a model and uh, a couple of the f- uh, families in our uh, community, just to have those guys to be like, what are they doing? What are yeah. what are the rhythms that they have? Um, and so we probably got more intentional with doing that as we got close to marriage. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot more like lovey-dovey block proclamations of, you know, you're the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me, you know, when we were both kind of on the same page. Uh Um, And I think we probably had more intentional conversations about, like, improving our communication and, like, Mm -hmm. getting over, at least on my end, um, because I'm I'm a pretty conflict-avoidant person, so I think once we were more on the same page, like, yeah, I think we started talking about engagement, we started, and so then I was like, okay, I need to, there's, I don't want to let these things lie like if there's a communication problem or yeah. like a big disagreement a or a point. fundamental disagreement on what mm-hmm. what do we want like no we need to talk this out yeah. i'm not just gonna like okay whatever you know right. um because that's gonna backfire and right. um and my mom told me i can't remember if it was when we were engaged i think it was when we were engaged um she was like you know don't let things go, like, the marriage that, or the, the relationship you have now, like, it can get better, but if there's something you don't like, you need to solve it now, That's because good. 20 years from now, it's going to be a habit, and it's going to be impossible to change, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, if you don't like how you talk to each other when you're fighting, fix it, change it, It's good. Yeah. don't let it, like, don't just assume it's going to get better on its own. Yeah, right. Th- one thing you said that just completely dropped my memory was, um, as we got more intentional with okay this is the one I want to marry I think that for both of us that was a time where we started reflecting internally of okay am I the person who's ready to be married Yeah. like am I going to be am I going to bring my best to this relationship uh, we knew we wanted to have kids when we, whenever we got married and so you even started asking that question am I going to be a good parent mm-hmm. what do I need to do between now and then to prepare for that because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of junk that just needed to be worked out like through my parents for me again my parents divorce yeah uh you know there's abandonment issues that come from that rejection issues like okay well how do i nip that in the butt now so that she's not having to deal with it post-marriage right. and then my kids are not having so we got a lot more attention about letting the lord work through those things and like yeah. kind of opening them up to him to minister when, and you guys waited like six minutes before you had your first child after you got married. So yes. that was intentional. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come on my podcast yeah. and lie. Yeah. 
that no, there's a three-year game plan that turned in three months. <laughs> that's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. That's right. So um, internally then, what you're just sharing about that you changed from kind of being focused on her to mm-hmm. being focused on you, mm-hmm. what kinds of questions were you asking yourself? I mean, for someone who's watching this and going, okay, I'm at the point where I'm about to commit my life to someone. Yeah. What What would you say, now having yeah. been married, these are the things... Hus- future husband that I, yeah. or, or maybe new husband that I would tell you focus on these things and Beck I'll ask you the same yeah thing. I mean there's I can answer that a ton of different ways but the one that kept the one that trumped every single one of them was um, how do I get Jesus in the number one seat and move Becca out of it because for the longest time Becca was my idol it was her mm. and Jesus and then everything else and I knew those things need to flip for this thing to, to actually work. Um, not that that would have changed, you know, the out, not that the outcome would have been divorce or anything like that, but boy, it's going to be a whole lot harder if she remains in the driver's seat of my yeah, life and it was right. Jesus second. And so the number one thing for me personally was how do I flip that? How do I get from I can't live without Jesus, I can't live without Becca to. I can't live without Jesus and I really don't want to live without that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that took that took a lot of work, but man, when it flipped, it changed everything for us. Yeah. Oh, my turn. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> okay. Um I think the two things Oh, let's see. I had them and I was listening I'm to sorry. and I forgot the other one. I'll start with the one. Um I can't remember if I read this when we were dating or engaged or shortly after we got married. Um I only read one chapter of this book, The Power of the Praying Wife by Stormy O'Martian. You only like, read one chapter? I only read one Still? chapter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we were dating. We were dating. Because um, I remember. Glossed over that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all <laughs> you needed. This was one. No, and we had had, a, we had had a thing, a tizzy about something. I don't, really don't remember what it was. And so I think my mom gave it the book. I'm like, Power of the Praying Wife. Jake's the one that needs to come around. <laughs> Lord, give him revelation of how he has hurt me. Man, that's how real is that prayer, though? So, and she says, she says, I think it was even the intro chapter. I don't even think I got to the prayers, Um, but it was change me, Lord. Mm. Did you tell the Lord to pray about that and then get back to you? (laughs) I underlined it and then threw the book across my room. I was so mad but then I was like I just but it, it wasn't I didn't feel like <gasps> it was this like it was the still small voice change me lord and I was like mm. and not not in a way of excusing it's not it's not absolving yeah. Jake sure. of his responsibility oh, as a right. husband to, yeah, you know right. um but am I focused on what he needs to do to change to make me feel better or what am, what can I do differently mm. because I can do some stuff differently. <laughs> um, so that was a really big one. And even when he's clearly wrong, right? That's Not that rough. Jake's ever clearly wrong. Never. <laughs> but if he were, right, even then there are things, I mean, for one thing, we can recognize that, hey, God's my God. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, Andrea can't be a fulfillment for me. Yeah. yeah. God's got to be the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's good really good okay so did you remember your other thing or not no all right it's gone right. <laughs> must not have been important <laughs> call her out andrea i don't know it's no, you're just trying to give her opportunity yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so now that you've been married, uh, what decisions, looking back on your relationship, what decisions would you say these were really good decisions we made dating and engaged that you felt like set you up in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Um, And are there anything that you would go, you know what, these things we would do differently? One thing that comes to mind that I'm glad we did and wouldn't change is we took our time. Like, we didn't rush into marriage. Like, Mm, even when we knew this is the person I want to marry, it's so easy to be like, okay, I know the Lord has spoken to me. This is the person. Let's Let's do it. Yeah, so so will you unpack that for a minute? Because there definitely is a movement within the modern evangelical church that it's like, you meet someone, God says, six minutes later, we're married, go. Yeah. Um, so how do you, what, how, unpack that. Yeah, that. yeah, I mean, the heart's deceitful. I mean, I can know one thing today and be completely wrong about it tomorrow. And so if I'm moved by my emotion, or if we're moved by our emotions, and we say, this is the person the Lord has spoken to me, and uh, I'm supposed to marry him. Okay, let's just do it tomorrow, and then you know we can have sex, and we don't have to, and we don't have to worry about, you. you know, we don't have to, and I and I hate, we hate coming back to sex every time, but it really is almost it's a, it's a huge it's the driver. thing, yeah. I mean, it's it's the the main driver of people rushing <laughs> into marriage, um, and I'm thankful that we just took our time with that because um, I can't imagine like there was stuff that happened probably like. Months before we got married, that if we had to handle that after marriage, tough. Oh, it'd been way worse. Mm-hmm. And so, just taking our time. And to your point, sex is important, but it wasn't like we think about it ninety percent of the time before we're married, and then we think about it ten percent of the time when we are married. Mm-hmm. Like it flips instantly. And so, just taking our time to get to know each other and be intimate and to learn about each other and to work out our issues before mm-hmm. marriage. Because once you're married, I mean, for us, the D word was not in our vocabulary. That was mm-hmm. a non-negotiable for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't yeah. like she said it and then I agreed to it. It's like we, neither of us. Both separately. Yeah. Came, came together and said together. the D word is not a thing. So let's not rush this thing and let's do it right. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will bless it through that. So right. I'm glad we waited. Yeah, we're gonna too. we're gonna agree to disagree on the ten percent. Well, I had to have something like, like completely. <laughs> I'd have polar opposites. You know, it might be ninety percent, and then like fifty, but it's still it's still not as much. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's you true. know, I think I think allowing yourself time uh, between. I know I'm supposed to marry this person and marrying them. Like you said, the heart is deceitful. So being sure that you're sure yeah. that yes, the Lord has spoken and not working on emotion is yeah. such a good point that That's you right. made. Um, and then there's, you know, there's so much that you can do to prepare for marriage, mm-hmm. and really having the time to do that mm-hmm. is vital rather than getting married and then trying to do that on the back end when now you're living together, so you can't escape. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't escape really? to have that yeah. time to like process. And is this really the person that I want to be married to? And I need to have some time away a little bit. Well, mm-hmm. no, you can't now because you're married. Yeah. And, and I think I think it is good to have that that time of mm-hmm. engagement or that time of you know yeah waiting for a while. And then I mean I think I know I was stupid enough to think this that like once we got married and moved in together, I thought things would be easier. I know. Yeah. We all. And do. then you move in <laughs> and you're like, there are things that you do things that I don't do. Right. And, and you, like, you, despite spending a lot of time yeah. together before you're married, mm-hmm. when you start living together, 
there are just things that you learn that you never would have known yeah, otherwise. Like, we I were just talking about that yeah, like, last like, week. I bet you the, the reason why you threw your book, I can probably pin it down, was when we got married, I assumed that everybody, when they left the room, they turned the lights off. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'd find lights on in our house. I'd turn them off. And then she'd come around and turn them back on. And I'm like... Call them my trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah. That's right. It's and so we... Different. Well, there's always know where Becca is. Yeah, just follow the crap. But and you'll there, find her. there are natural fights that will happen post-marriage. So don't bring the pre-marriage stuff into post-marriage yeah. by moving too quickly. Yeah, you got stuff to work yeah. through. Yeah. 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 yeah, and there's so much... Especially if you're someone who is like... So I'm very sensitive to other people's emotions and other people's... Like if I had to work through my stuff and then also be feeling his reactions to what we're talking about I would not be able to be as honest and to process and to like you know whether it's past stuff or you know um yeah there's just there's no rush to get married like why I just yeah I yep what would you change then what would I change oh about now knowing yeah um I think one thing that I would have wish I would have done a little differently is been more confident in being my own person so because of our age difference um and we're both oldest children Mm -hmm. like you know perfectionistic Mm -hmm. like responsible do the right thing and there was especially when we were dating like like after like the first year I think of marriage it kind of fizzled out but um there was almost like a parental um dynamic sometimes when I was just acting like a 22 year old because I was 22 (laughs) when we got married and Jake's like he's 30 and he's like oh my god I married a child you know and like and I think that I that we could have avoided that dynamic if we were like both more honest and if I was and I just wasn't like ready to be really um confident in like my I don't know. I don't really know how we would have avoided that. Yeah. Like some of that's inevitable. It's just sure. especially if the guy's older. Like yeah, it's yeah, just that like makes a weird. A difference. And I had all. It's probably you know daddy issues. Um, <laughs> everyone has them. Right. Um, so maybe working through that more yeah. when we were dating yeah. instead of after. Um, but yeah. I heard that because I also married an older woman than me. Oh my gosh. I know you're I'm, older. I'm less She's than older. two months we're gonna, old. We're, we're, not, we're moving on. Semantics. Andrew, let's not get caught down in details. <laughs> you robbed the cradle. I'm That's on you. We're moving on. two months older. I think he's always talking about that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So just a couple other uh, practical questions for, for folks that have um, hung around with us. So what advice would you give to a, a Christian couple who is just beginning a dating relationship? If you were to give them, say, one or two pieces of advice, you're like, this is the bottom line. And let's, because we talked about it a lot, let's assume no sex. Yeah. Right. Or, what do you say? Sex-adjacent activities. Right. No sex, no sex-adjacent activities. We've talked about, in an episode buried deep somewhere, it... See what you did there. Oh, my God. Uh. (laughs) Let's just move on. Is, you know, the, the... What really is the purpose of much physicality before marriage yeah. it's probably to the incite yeah. the sexual passion. you know passion yeah. it feels good right right, right. Yeah. right. so it doesn't do anything for so your relationship it doesn't right. it doesn't so why are you, you know just a real challenge for those who are dating or engaged or whatever if you're doing really much physically at all 
if there's a reason that is at all just because it feels good or I'm inciting that passion or whatever, you should probably stop doing it. Yeah. If you feel like you can't do it in front of somebody else. Yes. Right. In front of like her parents. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah your roommate walks in and you're like, oh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Probably, you probably shouldn't exactly be doing right. it. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So what, right, was what would you say? Well, couple, one or two pieces of advice you would give to a couple that's newly dating. Mm. And then we'll talk about engagement here in just a second. And then we'll wrap it up. I think for me, it was focus on Jesus first and, and most. Like okay. It was, again, going back to my problem of Becca's over Jesus is I focus so much attention on her. Yeah. And I, especially once we realized that she, we were going to get married, it's like I found somebody who also believes we're not going to get divorced. And, like, I've mm-hmm. broken the divorce habit. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. I found obviously this gorgeous woman who finds me attractive. And we're, you know, like, so all my attention was her. And then I backed myself in the corner of like my relationship with the Lord at a certain time had kind of fallen to the wayside. And so, you know, I, um, so practically what, Oh, sorry. How would that look like? Practically it was, um, making sure that, uh, like I would with Becca, like we had time every night to talk and to connect. Mm -hmm. It's do the same with the relationship with Christ. Like every morning I got up and I just, yeah. Keeping the the main thing, the main thing was, Mm -hmm. It's so it's so easy to to say, to say it. but yeah. it really is like when we're in a bad spot. I promise you, one of us is in a bad spiritual spot too. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So Jake went with God. That yeah, so good luck. Like the thirty-year-old first child. <laughs> Jesus, that's right. That's right. Oldest child. Told yeah. you. Um, I would say just like enjoy getting to know your potential spouse, like investigate them learn everything you can about them like in, it's such a fun time when you're like all, it's all you can think about is this yeah. person it's like ah, yeah. and, like learn everything about them and like store it up in your mind and and i don't know just have fun yeah like take it slow. don't like like we talked about earlier don't don't take it too seriously don't make it a big not everything has to be a big thing and that's what i would yeah and i would say there if if you struggle with that like if you struggle in your relationship with having conversation beyond like surface level things get i mean there's there's a book it's hidden somewhere around here that's like a thousand questions every oh. engaged couple should oh. ask oh, oh. Um, i don't know what that one is and uh that's that's a good one because it's, it's deep questions yeah there's there's the and we've talked about this one before on the show three thousand questions about me um, that those a lot of those are silly, so you can mix them both in. Um, but you know, I understand some people have a difficult time understanding. Like, I don't even know what to ask because yeah. sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I'm not good um, at that. So Jake having me. right, so having those sort of prompts to be able to do it. But at the end of the day, you got to choose to do it. Yeah, because um, it is easier to talk about how's your day at work, how what how this thing go with your parents. Yeah. All that kind of—it's just easier to talk about that stuff because there isn't really a lot of emotion involved in that, yeah. or or, mm-hmm. or intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. You got to train up the intimacy, and the trick is to train up intimacy into your relationship without letting that bleed over into sex or sex adjacent activities. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so then, what advice would you give someone who's engaged? So they've gone through the dating process. Now they're engaged, leading up to the to the wedding, practical or otherwise. What would you tell them? Let's just tee that one up. Um, my two things would be uh, do something, some kind of heart investigative heart care, or if it, you find questions online, like really do the work, dig, digging stuff out. 
of your past, of your of your future, your fiance's past, and mm-hmm. um, get that off out of the way. And then also, it's not an engagement is not a wedding. If you find some, if all of a sudden you're yeah, like, so I good. think I've made a mistake. Um, you're not married. You call didn't make a covenant. Yeah. Take that ring off your finger, ladies, and and and, and call it quits. Or at the very least, put a pause. <laughs> on or put a pause. It. Right. Yeah. And just like let's slow this down a little bit. I'm not sure. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And ultimately, like tongues will wag. That's life. People gossip, but the people who really matter in your life want the best for you, that's right. and they're not going to care. Yep. They're not going to make exactly fun of you. Right. And that's exactly right. Like yeah, until you until you are on that altar saying I do before the Lord, before your family and friends, you are not committed to that person. And yep. they, you are women, like you're not called to submit to your fiancés. You're called to submit to your husband. That's right. Like, it's okay to say, yeah. wait, let's, let's pump the brakes or yep. let's separate. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and I would say, uh, if you have someone in your life, you know, if you're watching this, maybe you are married, but you have someone in your life that's engaged, be the person yeah. that takes them to lunch or coffee yeah. You know, a month, a week, 10 minutes, whatever it is, before their wedding and sits them down and goes, look me in the eyes and tell me that you are 100% in. Mm-hmm. Right? That there's no red flags. Yeah. There's no, well, I'll get him to quit doing this thing mm-hmm. and then it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, or she's gonna, once we're married, she's going to do this thing and then it'll be good. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I had somebody who, when we were engaged, who really challenged me on should you really be getting married and all that sort of thing and and you know my answer to her was oh yeah blah 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 but really in my head what I was thinking is no and but we my parents have put money, money down, down all feel the like stuff I can, you know I don't yep. feel like I can say no but I really respect her yeah. for saying something mm-hmm. yep. and and there was never a thought in my like I was never angry with her yeah um, and even if I was, who cares? But she, she did the right thing. Right. And yeah. that was bold of her, and yeah. I really respect her for that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a perfect segue into my answer is find a couple who will do that yeah. and like partner with them for as long as they're, they're willing to do that. I mean, we have a, <laughs> Take all their time. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple who uh, sure. are great friends, they're mentors, uh, he officiated our wedding. He and I are spitting images of each other. Becca and, and his wife are spitting images of each other. So they will call us out when we're great. when we're uh, going astray, or you know, that's really yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah. Find a couple. Find a couple. It's good. Yes. It's good. Real good. That's great, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. really appreciate it. Um, really, am inspired by how seriously you guys took your dating and engagement. And man, I'd love. Uh, our pastor is fond of saying you would rather have a guard at the top of a mountain mm. than an ambulance at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and so uh, if you're watching this and you're dating or you're single and considering dating or engaged, even if you're newly married or you've been married for a long time and have recently come to Christ and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do we reestablish a firm foundation for our marriage? Really be intentional um, and, and put those guardrails in at the top of the cliff so that you don't have to put an ambulance at the bottom. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks again. Appreciate you being here. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this story of hope. And remember, God is for your marriage. Have a great week.